0: Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Vile Detroit podcast. Before I introduce this episode's guest, I want to take a moment to explain this podcast. I've gotten quite a bit of feedback since my first episode in late 2021. The original plan was to launch a podcast focusing just on the albums that I love, 10 to 15 minutes each, that's it. But after I posted episode one, where I highlighted the Field Mice's 1990 classic compilation Coastal, I heard from my friends and old bandmates, Mario and Rose of Shoestrings, who said they had an idea. They said they loved the episode, but thought I could take this podcast in an even better direction. They know what I do for a living, and said to me why stop at just talking about the albums and take it further by interviewing the artists behind these recordings. I immediately loved the idea, as I've probably been a part of over 10,000 interviews over the years. Knowing there was a new Shoestrings album about to be released, their first in over 24 years, I asked if they could be my first interview. I was very nervous during this first interview with them. You have no idea. I shouldn't have been, really, because I've been friends with them since the very early 90s. But I quickly found myself behind a microphone, chatting in depth about a record that I loved and frankly played on, and instantly, though, I became hooked. And so this podcast was born. Focusing on long-form interviews and discussions with the artists behind some of my favorite recordings, I tend to shy away from the standard interview questions. Instead, I set out to know the why and how behind these records when speaking to those that made them. I'm a fan first, and foremost, and have turned down many interview requests because I just wasn't a true fan of the artist. My approach is to speak to these artists out of a place of admiration and respect for their process. I like to put myself in the place of an everyday fan who doesn't have a platform like this to speak to these talented individuals and focus on what a true fan would ask. So far, I've been overwhelmed with the response and willingness of many of these artists to speak with me. I will forever be grateful to these fine folks. I want to say thank you to everyone I've spoken to or have supported this podcast to this point. I can't say it enough how much you mean to be and how honored I've been that you've chosen to join me on this crazy journey. So with that out of the way, this brings us to today's special guest, Cece of Koshal. Cece, at the age of 19, has just released her debut EP, Sports, and frankly, it's amazing. I first heard Cece on the stellar 14 compilation released on Prefect Records and assembled by Mark Dobson, the drummer behind the Field Mice and Northern Picture Library. Cece's hauntingly beautiful album, Closer, Pity Drink, just simply took my breath away. It's stark beauty about what it's like to be the second fiddle, or as Cece puts it, being bridesmaid number two. Knowing she had an EP on the horizon, I reached out to speak to her about the EP, her influences, and what she wants to do with this project. She immediately agreed, and we got the discussion you're about to hear on the books. During my prep for our chat, I became enamored with the vividness of her lyrics which are masterful in putting one into the shoes of the protagonist behind her lyrics. As I shared with Cece during our interview, I am not a lyrics-first listener, but Cece and her use of lyrics has changed that for me. This is a tremendous paradigm shift for me, an old music fan going way, way back. But before we jump into that chat, I absent-mindedly didn't ask Cece about the meaning of the band name. Cece was kind enough to follow up and let me know that the name Koshal is completely made up, a word she wrote down one day, which later became the moniker for this project. And oh, I should mention that this American had a tough time pronouncing the name Koshal throughout the interview. Rather than spend any more time talking about my chat with Cece, let's jump right into my in-depth conversation with her, where we speak for nearly an hour about her excellent debut EP, Sports.
1: I've been tasting food chalk fingers in my mouth Wanted you to
0: So we just heard uh, one of the tracks from uh, Kojo's uh, just recently released uh, EP called Sports, which uh, I am finding to be excellent. Uh, I've been listening to it over and over again. Uh, you should too. But um, it's it's a fantastic EP, five tracks. We're going to talk all day about that here today. Uh, I'm so happy to welcome Cece to the show.
2: Hello. Hi.
0: Hi, Cece. How are you?
2: I'm good. Yeah, thank you.
0: Great. 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 And you're on the other side of the Atlantic. Uh, you're over yeah. in the UK yeah it's nice and and as as you know it makes for scheduling these a little tricky but uh we did finally get it we finally got it scheduled and and i'm super excited it actually worked out pretty well because i got to think a lot about what we want what i at least i wanted to know about you and the band and the project so um i think it's going to make for kind of a fun chat here so um so for those of you who aren't familiar with uh her -hmm. band's work um you know, I'd like to kind of maybe spend a few minutes talking about that. I kind of like where it all came from. Uh, maybe you could just share maybe uh, just some things about what motivated you to write and record really at such a young age. I keep rereading this and I just I, you're only 19.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: I'm so <laughs> impressed. I mean, at 19 <laughs> when, when we were writing and recording, it was not the same thing. So um, what kind of got you started in music? What got what, what inspired you? I mean, just share if you don't mind
2: um I've like I've always been kind of a writer so I've like written like poems and like I've always journaled and stuff since I was like 11 and that's when I kind of started to put together songs but they were obviously really bad because I was like 11 (laughs) um and then I got a ukulele for Christmas when I was like 13 um and just started to kind of put words to music but that again was really bad um and it was always just a hobby and then in the first lockdown that we had um I started to share some of my songs on Instagram and stuff which is again really cringe to look back on now with those (laughs) but (laughs) yeah it happens and then from there I just I chose to go to a music college instead of standard A levels which would just be like more um typical subjects um so that's where I learned how to record and stuff and I did live performances for the first time ever and it was like a crazy world to me where i felt like everyone was just so experienced but i had no clue at all
0: well it doesn't come through on on the ep <laughs> i can tell you that um,
1: <laughs>
0: it, it sounds very mature uh <laughs> thank you so yeah i mean that's that's so impressive i so i i guess you know you, you it sounds like i mean you've been doing this since I just, it's blowing my mind. I'm I'm thinking about like my, my children and their, and their friends. And you know, if any of them were writing and recording, uh, even if it was, you know, something that was a a little less mature, I would still be so impressed. And I mean, at at 19 to, to put this EP out is really, really, I mean, it's impressive. I I just don't know really how else to put it. Um, is, is the rest of the band similarly aged?
2: Um, no, so they're all um, twenty-three. One of them's twenty-eight, so a bit older. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and how did how did
0: this particular project that really come about? Like, what where did where did you how did you connect with them? And and could you maybe share a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. Um. So I released my first song in that second year of college. So it was really exciting. It was kind of like a full circle moment for me, um, because. I recorded it in literally in my bedroom and some parts in college and it felt like maybe i actually do know how to do some of this stuff now <laughs> <laughs> and then it was on bbc introducing a bit and then um uh the drummer from a band called mount misery reached oh, out yeah. to me i love mount misery yeah they're amazing yes. and he said um and he basically just said that they all want to get involved and want to help me with live stuff basically um so yeah and at that point i was just planning on not gigging just releasing music and stuff but then no then i actually had a band to practice with and perform with so yeah it was really fun
0: so okay my mind's blown for a second so <laughs> is, is mount misery your, your backing band yeah yeah oh my god okay well well that explains a little bit
2: (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah wow okay i i you know it's funny you say that now because i watched that and i think i wrote you about it or something but the um that live track that hasn't been released yet yeah uh, ocean view i think yeah Yeah. and it, it now that you say that the drummer and i
2: recognize him now yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they definitely helped me a lot um since I was quite young and didn't have a clue what I was doing. They kind of had a bit more experience than me and just yeah. helped me with a lot of stuff. So
0: So you're kind of a super group.
2: <laughs> I guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's really neat. I had no idea. Wow. Okay, that that's that's really cool. Um and a huge fan of theirs. I yeah. I have I have all of their uh, all of their albums and oh. and singles. Um I, you know I've been reading a lot about about you and your work and um as as we've kind of chatted really early on there just there isn't a lot right now uh mm-hmm. which made uh it made it a little challenging, but on the flip side, it made me all the more motivated to speak to you because yeah. I kind of wanted to to get that out there in your own word so <laughs> um I was reading, uh, I I don't know if it was the press release or an interview, probably Mm -hmm. both, but, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned that you would loosely describe your music as bedroom indie bedroom pop. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've heard that term before. Uh, I, I, I have a, I have a certain sense of it. I think your sound is, is larger than what I'm used to in in that world, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure that maybe the writing and the, and the composing fits that, um, it. Is there a reason why you maybe would would use that as one of the terms to classify what you do?
2: Yeah, I guess like a lot of my main inspirations are in bedroom pop and it very much did start from my bedroom. But obviously more recently, I've had really cool opportunities in studios and working with different people. But I think the way that I resonate with the whole bedroom pop vibe when some things don't fully actually come from my bedroom anymore um, (laughs) is just about The feeling of the songs themselves, and I think with a lot of other bedroom Popeyes too, it's just kind of the feeling of being in a small space and writing really intimately and honestly, and kind of just laying it all out as if you were just on your own in your room.
0: Yeah, I could see that. That makes sense. I I could see that as I was, as you were answering that just lyrically. Mm. Um, I think that comes through pretty well. Yeah. Um, I, 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 musically though it's it's got i mean it's got a very big sound to it uh yeah i mean and then i was reading that that you guys recorded it in uh in the drummer of mount misery's basement or i'm sorry garage at this point (laughs) um very i mean very impressive sound i i i'm shocked that it i mean that it sounds that great coming from even i mean we all know you can record really well in 2023 and 2022 Mm -hmm. and such but Uh, It really it really has a nice sound and um, that's a that's a that's a testament to what you guys did for sure. Yeah, thank you That's awesome. Um, So we're gonna go ahead and listen to another track from the EP. I you know, I can say this about all of them But this is another great track (laughs) Um, Is is there anything we're gonna play Michael's song? Is there anything you would you would like to say about that before we play it or you just want to give it a listen?
2: um I just think this is like this song is kind of like the heart of the EP cuz it just like is fully just what it's about and what everything is centered around I think.
0: Wow, yeah, well said. Okay, so let's go ahead and give Michael's song a listen.
1: By the cold rain. It's the closest thing I'll get to your hand.
0: Uh, so we just heard one of the tracks michael's song by Kojil. uh as as those listening can tell i'm having a a challenge pronouncing it that's on me (laughs) that's nobody else um but again we have cc here uh principal songwriter from the band from the project however we want to call it uh we've been speaking about it and uh kind of the the origins of of how her songwriting really started and how she really got into music we also heard you know she is or has—I—I I didn't get the timeline probably right—but uh, attending um, a a creative uh, higher education as opposed to maybe more of the standard track. So um, it's definitely paying off for you. I can I can tell you it's it just sounds great. Um, so I was reading before we went into that song. We were talking a little bit about how I've been checking out online uh, as much information as I could, and in one of the interviews. I saw that uh, you referred to sports, which is the title of the EP um, as, as something that kind of the reason for the name is it, it kind of, hmm, it, it, it evokes feelings and senses of really kind of being like on the bench, maybe second best, maybe watching as, as others are doing their thing and kind of watching as almost like a spectator Uh, um I guess I'd like to know more about you on on why you feel that way or why why that's um just why is that
2: yeah um I was actually thinking the other day like is this actually a relatable feeling like I was (laughs) thinking like I hope I haven't just made this the whole theme and everyone just thinks that I'm just really depressing now but um, (laughs) I guess like Some of these songs are ones that I started writing when I was 17 and obviously I'm 19 now and I think it's just really the some feelings I've carried with me growing up because I've grown up in an environment where I was I felt like I was constantly having to prove myself and I never really felt seen or appreciated I felt like I was just chasing some sort of validation and recognition and comfort that I just never really got and I can feel the ways that those feelings have kind of manifested themselves in me as I've grown up. Um, And I think those feelings drove me to actually making music, too. So it's not really a surprise to me that my first proper songs were like about that. But hopefully people can relate in any capacity.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, I think... I I can uh and, mm. and I'm you know I'm not I'm not really your demographic uh as far as age or anything <laughs> um but but I can I can definitely relate to it mm-hmm. and and I found um and I think we talk about this um, just a little bit later but I find that that the imagery of your writing is very vivid to me so mm. you know just when when you're when you're kind of laying out lyrically what what you're trying to say I I can easily like picture almost like the scenes of of a movie or a or a television show yeah
1: um
0: you know like i i was listening to um i don't remember what track it was um it was probably pool chalk Mm -hmm. and just it hit me that like this is the kind of music which is a huge compliment by the way but is the kind of music i would hear on like a television show and i would quickly you know go to my phone and hit hit uh, uh shazam and and say what you know what is this this is great (laughs) um so that that says a lot i mean it really i think just visually it creates this this world that at least i've subscribed to to this point so it's really well done
2: yeah i love like imagery and stuff like that so it's good to hear
0: oh it came through at least for me it does for sure yeah uh, so you know, I, I've I've been listening to the EP uh, quite a bit. Uh, I've I've listened to the track from the Prefect compilation, which is here again. Uh, pity drink which we'll talk about a little bit later I've listened to that quite a bit it's going to show up as one of my top tracks I've listened to this year you know when my year-end oh. uh, wrap-up comes up yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, because it's, <laughs> it's yeah oh, oh it's a lot yeah and that, that's kind of how I how I picked off the a uh, little bit of a different uh version on the EP which
1: yeah, yeah. Um,
0: was a cool surprise maybe I, I didn't really plan on asking you about this but what was kind of the thinking behind um, taking a track like that and, and really remixing it is what it sounds like to me?
2: Um, I think it was like my producer, Lisa, just kind of said like, I think it would sound like it'd be interesting to change it in these ways. And so from when she showed me it, like it was just definitely like, a, yeah, I really like that.
0: Yeah, it, it fills it out. I think yeah. it, it, it matches the uh, the aesthetic of the EP mm-hmm. uh, probably better than had it just been put Uh, on there as the compilation version I totally get that it's got more depth to it Uh, so yeah I really like that yeah I was going to ask you this later but I think it's kind of a cool time to ask what was it like working with Lisa I I read a little bit about her and I really wasn't familiar with her but then when I saw uh, really what it is that she does and who she's worked with um, I I, I get it now but how was it for you working with her
2: Uh, yeah it was it was really good I've worked with her on everything I've done so far um but she was my teacher in college Uh-oh. so yeah that's how we met and so she taught me my very limited production knowledge that I have in my head <laughs> <now>. but um, <laughs> yeah it's just been really good like my first proper studio experiences have been with Lisa and she recorded all of the vocals and stuff on the EP and like everything I've done so yeah she's really just supportive and like really attentive it's really good
0: that's so great to have at at this mm-hmm. point in your career uh, you know as you know I'm, I'm sure you've heard stories or you maybe have even lived them uh, you know you can you can meet some not great people
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know they can they can give you bad advice or, or whatever and and to have somebody that you know you trust and, and you've learned from and that has kind of partnered up with you I mean is a it's a great resource
2: yeah definitely it's like more like a friendship at this point i feel
0: yeah no that's that's great to have for sure mm-hmm. so uh you know we talked a little bit about the track pity drink and um you know i, I kind of talked slightly about that that compilation that compilation to me will definitely make uh, my top albums of the year um <laughs> it's i mean you know what i'm talking about it is solid from yeah, top to bottom. yeah i love and, it Oh my gosh. So, um, I guess I wanted to know a little bit about how you got hooked up with Mark Dobson, who is behind Prefect. Um, maybe if you could share a little bit about how, how that connection came about.
2: Yeah. So I think, um, I guess, I think Mount Misery being my back in band has kind of -hmm. of put me on his radar because obviously they're pretty close.
1: Um,
2: And then he just asked me, I think last April, if I wanted to be a part of it, of the compilation album. And I was just like, so amazed at that opportunity because it was just like, wow, like someone really thinks that I would be a good fit for that. And I'm just, yeah, I was just really excited to see it, see the process of it happening and like actually having... A vinyl in my hand that i'm a part of is just really cool
0: how cool is that yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and that and that he chose you know your track to be really yeah. the closing track that's a cool place to be
2: yeah definitely
0: yeah were you were you a fan of of his his work in the field mice or northern picture library
2: i'd, I'd only really heard about all of that stuff after mount misery mm-hmm. um and they kind of like opened up that world to me because it's more um like a lot of the people in the compilation are bands that they're in a similar pool to um mm-hmm. but i'm like new to it all so yeah
0: oh yeah that's interesting yeah you're right mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm sure a lot of those bands at least i know the uh the the san francisco uh groups that are on there mm-hmm. and, and i know they're all big like sarah records fans and yeah um, i'm sure Fieldmice mice fans because of it and um, that's good. Actually, I have an episode coming up with Mark where we spoke for a very long time um, <laughs> and a lo- probably about as much off the record as we did on the record about <laughs> about his days and, and, and recording yeah. and playing. And frankly, one of my favorite, my favorite bands of all time. So that's really awesome.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we so we've spoke a lot about the track Pity Drink and, um, you know, I've I've listened to it so many times, like I mentioned and um so i thought it'd be great at this point to go ahead and give it a listen we're going to go ahead and listen to the remixed version of that that appears on the sports ep um just to kind of give everybody a feel and if anybody listening is interested i strongly urge you uh, if you found this podcast and you've made it this far through this episode go back and listen to uh that compilation it is it's just mm-hmm. excellent so let's go ahead and give pity drink which is the ep version a listen
1: Please the crowd But she stops the show They're begging her not to go yet They miss her when she steps out to smoke No, please I don't need your pity drink You wanted to find out she's having double ping I don't need payment for that interview. She's coming, she's walking in front
0: So we just heard uh pity drink by kojil uh again struggling with pronunciation but i think i'm getting better (laughs) as we go here um and i i you know i was again reading a lot about about you and your influences and there was mention of uh phoebe bridgers uh lucy dacus i hear those quite a bit um a lot more probably lyrically than i do musically at this point Mm uh we I, i was sharing with some of my friends uh who are all plugged into all of this stuff as well and one of them is uh mario from shoestrings uh that was the band that i played with back in the 90s and wow. uh but they did have a new <laughs> album come out back in 21
2: oh um, yeah. yeah which
0: you should really <laughs> check out it's, it's really yeah, well done well yeah yeah for sure but he mentioned to me he texted me one night and he said that it reminded him of always mm-hmm. and I, I at first i'm like really I, I didn't catch that and then as i've listened to just the EP over and over again, I, I get a little bit of it. Uh, I maybe in the, maybe in the vocal delivery, it's definitely not as, as noisy as I think always can get. Um, but it was an interesting, it was an interesting parallel. Uh, would you mind just maybe sharing some of the things that influenced you, uh, in terms of, you know, maybe lyrically or musically?
2: Yeah. Um, the always thing is really interesting to hear because I only really got into always like, last november so yeah i like i'd never really like heard of them before that and then suddenly i was just like obsessed with them but like i didn't know that consciously it came through in my music but maybe it does like yeah um pretty interesting
0: it it does really and i uh, that that's crazy that i that you say that um which which gets me really excited for like future releases from you um, yeah you know what yeah. i mean if you can if you pick up some of those influence that that's really fun is there is there um is that i don't know if 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 phoebe bridgers and lucy dacus which i hear um quite a bit um were those influences to you and and if so maybe in what way
2: yeah definitely it's like yeah they're, they're two of the biggest ones and then soccer mommy as well if you know soccer uh, mommy um, oh, i love soccer mommy yeah that's such a big influence for me too um and i just think it's kind of like more lyrics and stuff for me because I'm such a huge lyrics person mm-hmm. that I just really I'm interested that's the first thing I notice when I listen to a new artist and one thing in common with all of my influences is their songwriting kind of pinpoints a feeling that's hard to describe um yeah like just them being able to just their finger on it and you just thinking oh yeah that is that is what it feels like it's just like such a big thing for me
0: and and i'm on record on this show and even in my own my own life speaking with my friends about music that i like that i'm not a lyrics first person which is Mm. you know some people are and 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 you know that that's what they key in on and i have a really good friend who you know, he he keys in on like on like drum and bass, and he hears yeah. rhythm much more. And I I've I've just always been a melody guy. So, like for me, when the melody's right, um, you know a, a you know, three and a half minute song, which really does create some some boundaries, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm always really impressed with what people do with that. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. everyone's got the same three and a half minutes roughly, but what, what do, you know, what do you do with it versus what soccer mommy does with it or um, that that kind of thing. And, and Melody just gets, just hooks me.
2: Yeah, totally. It's really interesting how different people notice different things first.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and I, and I try to like train my brain to key in on other things. What well, like I have with your EP. So with yours, I know that least, I mean, the music's obviously great, but, um, I'm trying, I'm trying to key in on the lyrics more than I normally mm-hmm. do. And, um, and even in pity drink, I've heard the remix. I've heard things that I didn't realize were the lyrics, uh, until I heard the, the, yeah. the newer versions.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not,
0: a, I'm not a lyrical guy, but, yeah. um, I think maybe I should be because I'm, I catch it. I'm catching the, the visuals and the, the feeling that, that you're putting into your lyrics.
2: Mm-hmm. That's, that's good.
0: Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, I love the, I love the cover art uh, of the EP and, um, I would love to see it on vinyl one day, but, um, (laughs) but, but the cover art is, is really, really cool. Um, could you maybe just share a little bit about maybe who, who put that together and, and how that all came about?
2: Yeah. Um, so I just knew I wanted the cover art to be the literal kind of sports theme.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and I started talking to a photographer in the Northeast called Victoria Y. And she suggested the place on the cover, um, which is just like a park about an hour away from me. And we went there and we took lots of pics. And I also brought a disposable camera and just kind of like took pics as I went along. Um, yeah. And then it ended up just being one of those that I used. Um Cause I just, I just, I love the disposable camera vibe. I can't get away from it. It's been, it's been everything <laughs> since it's been, literally been all of the song covers I've done. So <laughs> really? yeah. Yeah. So at first I just did it cause it was the cheapest option. for Right.
1: <laughs> good quality
2: for, but yeah, but now it's, now it's a choice. <laughs> who, did, who did
0: the, the, the lettering, uh, the yeah, word sports. So
2: that was done by my friend, David Bracknell. Yeah. Um And like he's we spent so many late nights and like countless back and forth emails getting it exactly how I want which I really really appreciate him for um I just kind of wanted to get the DIY kind of like drawn look with like all the like hearts and the stars and stuff just to get that kind of like personal vibe I was on about as if it's something I could have just drawn in a notebook, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, and, and, and it, and it, it stands out. I mean, yeah. it's cool because like, you know, now that you say disposable camera, I mean the image, yeah, I'm looking at it on my phone most of the time. So it's fairly small, but um, you know, the, 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 words are so huh, not super artistic, but the, the words are just so bright that they jump off of the cover Yeah, Um, which I thought was really well done. And then I was looking on the cover for the band name and I didn't find it, which I'm like, that's cool, too. (laughs) (laughs) It takes a lot of guts.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we did. We had like some versions that did have the name on it, but it just didn't decide to go with it in the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think you guys nailed it. It's really good. Yeah, I love it. Um, so I was reading I, I was reading some of your tweets as as part of my research. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I always feel like, you know, press releases are great. They give you kind of the official mm-hmm. the official word. And then there's other interviews that that most of the time dig pretty deep and get to know a little bit about a person. I'm all about digging really deep and understanding the whys and the hows and all that. And I saw a tweet from you that said that you were a, uh, you're watching every angle of the Taylor Swift era's tour. And I love Taylor Swift. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I love, I love the songwriting again, a very visual uh, lyricist to me. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was pretty cool. Does, does her work have any influence on you?
2: Um, so I think consciously like maybe subconsciously but I I don't think I would cite her as one of my influences Mm -hmm. but as a person she does really influence and inspire me like less so the music more of just who she is like she's one of the first female artists I remember seeing all over as a kid and I felt like I could see myself in her navigating like the thoughts and feelings of growing up not only just as a young girl, but like in music as well. And I just, I love her. I dressed up as her for Halloween.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: my, uh, my wife and my daughter are going to see her in Detroit oh, in two months. My God. Yeah. And I, and I'm a little, uh, I'm a little jealous cause I, all I get to do is drive them down to Detroit.
2: Oh uh, wow. Yeah.
0: But, but I, I have seen her live. I think I saw her on, uh, which one, which tour was that? It was probably the Reputation tour. Mm, I think I saw her. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, quite, quite a, quite a big show she puts on. Yeah,
2: definitely. <laughs> like that's why I can't stop watching.
0: Right, right. I like that, and and you kind of said it. I like that. You know, she's she's been able to take um, an extraordinary talent and and connect with you know the right audience for her. And Mm -hmm. frankly, and this doesn't happen very much, at least in my lifetime that I've seen it, where someone is bigger than the industry.
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, she tells the
0: industry, you know, kind of what, how she wants it and they really don't have any other choice but to accept it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's really neat. I love that. Yeah. Um, we're gonna go ahead and listen to another track off of the e- the EP named Sports or the Sports EP, and um, this track is called Mud. Would you like to maybe share anything about it?
2: Um, yeah, I think this one is my favorite one lyrically. Mm. Um, yeah, I just yeah, I loved I loved writing it. I like think it's the one the most where I've been able to kind of articulate a certain feeling.
0: Yeah, I wonder um I don't have a window into your future projects but uh I I that one that track tends to give me like this here's more of what you're going to hear in the future and I could be completely wrong because I have <laughs> I'm just basing it off of nothing but when I was listening to it this morning in the car I was like yeah I wonder if this is like what her sounds this is like the evolution of it but yeah. why don't why don't we let the uh, listeners decide so <laughs> yeah. um we're gonna go ahead and give the track mud a listen
1: i'm glad that i found you the that surround you will soon
0: So we just heard the track mud off the sports EP. And today we're talking with CC, the, uh, the songwriter um, behind that track from the wonderful, again, sports EP, which I can't, I can't recommend enough that, that folks listen to it. If, if, if you're, if you follow me on Instagram, um, you'll see that I'm a big fan of her, big fan of her work, big fan of what she's doing because I'm I'm doing a lot of posts on it. But I have this feeling that, um, you're going to hear a lot more from her in the years to come, and um, I just think where she's at today is is really just a, a small glimpse of where she's going. So um, it's it's great to talk to you today and, and hear more about this EP. Uh, I've I've wrote you I think um, at least once, and I've and I've copied um, the YouTube audio over to MP3 of the track Ocean View, and I I think that was my first chance seeing you perform live um, you know from the US here of course yeah. and um, what a I to me I think that that track is so good I find it I'm humming. In singing the lyrics to myself oh, most of the day. Um, thank you. Yeah, you know, it's really, really for me to go and say, okay, I'm going to copy this from YouTube into an MP3. Yeah, that's dedication. That's dedication, <laughs> and, you know, picking like the cover art and the whole thing, it's <laughs> pretty committed to it. God, um, I
2: need to release it so you make your life easier. <laughs> you need to
0: release it. You really do like, but you know what? You know what the problem is? And we're going to talk about this here on this, on this question. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, when you hear a track live first, You will forever compare it to the recorded version that you live with Mm -hmm. and the live version to me is like it just nailed it so hopefully you know i i hopefully i i grow to love the recorded version as much as i forever (laughs) will love the live version but I, i guess i wanted to know from you your feelings on recording versus playing live i um you know bed when i hear bedroom and i hear like that whole theme i think of somebody who generally and this is a generalization, that's so why I want to get your take on it, but mm-hmm. who doesn't, who, who's it recording first and, and maybe live second. And I know when, when we played and when I played, um, I was, I did not enjoy p- playing live. So, <laughs> um, and it wasn't a fear of, of the stage or anything or performance. I just, I didn't enjoy it as much. I guess I like the creative process better than the performance process. Um, but what's your take on that? Which is there one that you prefer more? And maybe you could share why.
2: I really love both, honestly. Like, it definitely started um, just recording. And like I said, I wasn't even planning on going out and doing live stuff ever. It was just going to be just release songs and that's it. Um, But then once I did start actually performing and getting used to it, I just, I really love it. Um, I still get really nervous sometimes, but like, I just, yeah, (laughs) I just love it. And I love, it's really fulfilling. Um, Just seeing people enjoying it and like yeah it's it's really gratifying but I also really love um recording as well so I don't know um (laughs) (laughs) I think uh with recording it's like I can spend so 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 long on getting a song like perfect and how I want it and going back and changing things so when it gets to the point of like recording and taking it to the finish line it's like a really gratifying moment
0: yeah that makes sense I, I think at least as you were answering that I was thinking about like why is it I don't enjoy it because I love going to live yeah. shows but I think it's I think it's like a control thing. Mm-hmm. Um you know it's it's such an uncontrolled idea.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean
0: there's so much that 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 you have to, you know, pick up from your your cozy confines of, you know, your basement or your bedroom yeah. or your garage and, <laughs> and 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 recreate it and just i've had things go wrong live in fact one of them probably is why i don't i don't really even play anymore yeah Um, they're just it's it's just such a challenging uh situation i guess for me personally that recording has always been really where my love is
2: yeah i totally get that i think Mm. like i guess if i was to do more intense gigs and stuff I might feel a bit different if you mm-hmm. asked me again but um, yeah
0: but but I you think... to that point though before you before you move on to your point you've had some pretty big audiences though from what I've seen
2: yeah like <laughs> I think um the biggest one was at the stage, which is where the Ocean B video is from. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was really nerve-wracking because there was also, like, a camera. So it's just, like, <laughs> like, so much intense things happening at once.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. I cut you off too. What were you saying, if you recall?
2: Oh, um, I think just, like, yeah, I think I was just saying because a lot of the gigs that I have been doing are pretty chill and, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that I just feel... And I really get along with everyone that I geek with. So it's like, it's just kind of hanging out with friends and then doing that and then, yeah, I enjoy it.
0: Yeah, that, that comes up. Um, I don't know if you, I won't quiz you, but I don't know if that's come, <laughs> if you've listened to any of my other episodes, but it does come up quite frequently. And even personally myself is that um, I got into, into making music about the age you are now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it just, it, it grew out of just friendship. And yeah. what it became was, it became kind of this theme of just making music with your friends. Yeah, and 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 that's that was real powerful for me. Someone actually said that in one of my episodes, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that that's that's why you do it." Well, that's why I do it. That's why I did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, you, it, it tends to morph into other things as time goes on, but that's really at the core what it is. And even like all of my bandmates from you know the the early nineties to you know, really, I kind of hung it up in, in the late 90s. But I mean, we're all still best friends. And the funny thing is, is our our lives, even though you know, some, all of us are married, and some of us have kids, mm-hmm. it all still revolves around music.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think, uh, um, yeah. I think for me, it was kind of like, inverted. I think like yeah. my music stuff started from quite a lonely place. And yeah. then kind of grew into like meeting all these cool people and getting along with everyone really well and like yeah that's just how it's been for me
0: yeah that's interesting it really is the opposite yeah yeah that's cool yeah hey i I always i always say like to people i know i don't care what because they they think of me as like the music snob and i'm like i am not a music (laughs) snob all all i am is somebody that hopes others enjoy it like i do that's all Mm -hmm. i ever care about Um, you know, I love talking music. I actually have a ton of records here, too many to be honest, Um, but I, but I actually give them away quite a bit. That's like my thing. So if I'm talking to somebody and they're like, yeah, I'd like to kind of check that out what you're talking. I'll, I'll bring it and I'll say, Hey, you can have it. And they're like, what do you mean? I can, Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, you can have it. I want, I want you to listen to it and give it a shot. I won't do that with like some of my stuff that means a lot to me, like anything of any value, but. <laughs> um, but like a lot of things I'll, I'll pick up a second copy by accident. I'm famous for that. And I always, rather than try to sell it, I give it out. Cause I feel like someone else needs to hear it also and enjoy yeah. it like I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. So, um, obviously, you, you know, pretty early on in your career, I'm super excited to have a chance to talk to you at this point in your career. Um, and, and, and I, I guess I'd like to kind of switch gears a little bit and it's hard it's hard to always look forward on these things because, you know, the EP just came out officially. I believe it was last week. Um, you know, you're living, you're living that EP right now, but mm-hmm. if you were to look into the future a bit for this, this project, particularly what, I mean, what, what can we expect?
2: Um, I have a few songs in the pipeline ready to go that I think are like really, really sure like the next step for me. And yeah. I've been sat on this EP for a while. Like It was pretty much all, like, done or nearly done last November. So it was just a matter of, like, getting everything else in order before releasing it. So the songs feel quite old to me, whereas they're obviously new, everyone else. right? But I think that in the time since I started um, last year and now, I've just really kind of been finding my sound and, like, just, like, what is a causal song, you know? Like, just developing that and I think the stuff that I've got coming up really answers that question and like pinpoints what is the type of music that I make
0: yeah I hope Ocean View is in that uh it is yeah okay good (laughs) (laughs) because it's so good yeah (laughs) that's that's great I mean it's it's good to have you know you're exactly right and you know when you record in, in some when you record something to you, it's, it's, people don't realize it's recorded like up to a year or two before Mm -hmm. people hear it. And by that point, you've already moved on. Not that you don't love it and you want to talk about it and everything, but your, your songwriting and your, what you want to do has evolved. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's exciting. And that's, that's something I hope, you know, other fans understand when it comes to recordings. Um, this is really my last question. And, and I've really enjoyed talking to you today. I can't wait um, for more from you, which is really where this, where this question came out. I mean, you're very early in this career. And frankly, I see a lot, at least from my little vantage point, I see like the Mm -hmm. sky is the limit for you. Mm -hmm. Um, How would you define success? If you were looking at this project and your songwriting and where you're trying to take everything, what does success look like to you?
2: Hmm. Um, I guess like I don't really know. I've I've definitely got goals, um, set goals that I think like would just be insane like to achieve that I feel a bit far away. But like kind of like I wanna make an album yeah. and I wanna do gigs like not in the UK which would just be like something really insane to me but like I think once I've ticked some of those boxes I would be like wow what has happened (laughs) 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 but I guess I'm less I'm not really thinking about success directly at the minute I'm just kind of loving the process of it and sometimes I get messages from people saying that they like relate to my songs or that it made them feel something and that's just so amazing to me like all of the connections that I've made through this and like people that show interest in me and stuff and then kind words and stuff like it just it feels like little victories to me it just it reminds me that it's not just me alone in my bedroom
0: <laughs> yeah no well said well said i i totally understand that and 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 you you do have your writing does have does make connections mm-hmm. um i can speak you know from a 49 year old guy in the u.s <laughs> uh but it does it it I can really relate and i I so look forward to to what you're going to be doing in the future um again for those listening uh I have Cece on on this episode today uh we're speaking about uh her act Koshal's sports EP which is really the first official release for the band and um Cece it's been great talking to you I, I really enjoyed it I loved getting uh your background and I can't wait to see what's in store for you I think it's going to be pretty big things
2: yeah thank you
0: cool well we're going to kind of close this episode off uh, of the vinyl detroit podcast with uh, another track from the ep uh called today Uh, maybe before we go off is there anything you'd like to maybe say about this track before we play it
2: um i think this is my favorite one on the Mm -hmm. ep um like i say this all the time but it literally could could have been a page torn out of my journal at one point so yeah (laughs) it's just really personal
0: oh really okay yeah it's 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 really good um (laughs) so again thank you cc for joining me today and uh we're going to go ahead and give the track today a listen and thanks thanks again thank you I hope you enjoyed my discussion with Cece about her debut EP, Sports. Cece was just a wonderful guest and a tremendously talented songwriter, all of this at the age of 19. I'm confident in saying that you should keep an eye on her over the next few years. She's a talent far, far beyond her years. As always, you can hear this and all my previous episodes on all major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and others. You can also reach me at Vial Detroit on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok. Plus, I love hearing from listeners about their connections to these artists and records. I can also be reached at viledetroit.podcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined, I'd love for you to be able to leave a comment or a review on Apple Podcasts. Once again, thank you for listening and supporting this crazy idea. I have a few more episodes before concluding Season 2 coming up. I want you to stay tuned but let's close out this episode with a track not on the ep but rather a live track koshal recorded live at sage gateshead titled ocean view backed by the fine boys of mount misery this track spotlights cc's innate ability to put the user right in the middle of the narrative so again thanks for listening and i hope you enjoyed this non-ep track from koshal named ocean view again thanks for listening
1: I kinda feel like I'm driving